0: This episode is dedicated to Jamil French, who was known as Dave on Degrassi. This one's for you, Jamil. Yes, welcome back to the Wayne Holds podcast. Girl, it's another good one. I'm hanging out in the studio of Bobby Rivas on a beautiful day in Texas. I um, am really glad to be here on this episode because, you know, one of the points of the Wayne Holtz podcast is to interview cool, interesting people that have influenced my life in, you know, one way or another and brought joy to it. And that can hopefully bring some joy to my audience. And, you know... There's not really a show that's brought joy to my life and influenced it like Degrassi. If you don't know what Degrassi is, it is a Canadian team melodramedy that um, really has its origins back since the 70s and has continued through reiterations and revamps um, uh, with the biggest one that we are all familiar with, uh Degrassi the next generation that started around you know the early 2000s and lasted for 18 seasons of course you know Drake was on it you know Nita Dobrev and many others and someone who appeared on the show for four years as Owen Milligan is here with us today I welcome actor and rapper Mr. Daniel Kelly how are you
1: howdy doodle man I'm great how you doing
0: fantastic where are you calling from today sir
1: I am calling from the beautiful, balmy Toronto, Ontario, Canada, which is still so cold. My nipples are hard when I walk out the door, but you know what? It's a lot better than minus 10 billion, which is what it was this uh, winter. So I'm feeling all right.
0: It's getting better.
1: Yeah, it is. It's starting to get better, finally. I can actually walk out and my eyeball water doesn't freeze. So that's great. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: I think I remember seeing you post something about how, um, you know, when I think about Canada, I know it's cold, right? And, um, you mm-hmm. know, even when I watch shows like Degrassi, like, they show snow sometimes. But I feel like I don't, you know, appreciate the actual, like, severity that the weather can get to over,
1: up there. Right, right. You know what's crazy, though, about Canada is, and I've always told, like, all my American buddies, that they think we just, like, live in igloos and shit and fucking hunt whales. And, it's insane. Like, they think that as soon as you cross the border, it's just a blinding snowstorm. It's not quite how it works. Canada, at least where I'm at in Canada, it's actually quite uh, – quite bipolar like the the summers are humid and hot as hell like walk outside and burn immediately you know we can get up to i don't know y'all know celsius down there a little bit if i were to say celsius numbers
0: it's been a minute sir but
1: it's been a minute okay (laughs)
0: but feel free i'm sure many people do
1: yeah i'm sure some people do so um i would say like a hundred degrees fahrenheit would be somewhere around like 34 or something degrees celsius okay so regularly in the summer dude like on a hot day we'll hit like 42 with humidity like I know that sounds crazy but it's like with the humidity in the air plus you know the the general heat man I don't know if it's just because I live close to the water I live close to Lake Ontario so I'm sure that adds to it but man the summers can be just absolute scorchers dude but winters it's, it's like the opposite end of the spectrum like it you ever seen those weird-ass videos and, like, Russian dudes, like, throwing hot water, and it just turns into steam and shit? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we can do that, too, in the wilderness. It's like bananas, bro. Bananas. All Literally. right.
0: I love that. I mean, I can relate to the heat and not the cold, but we actually I'm, – well, I'm in Texas, so that's why I can relate to the heat. We actually went through a – Oh, that's a, crazy, bro.
1: You're in Texas? I heard that. I was like, oh, I'm so jealous of this guy, bro. Oh, I want to move to Texas so bad. For anyone that doesn't know that – some people that, like, if they keep up with me on Insta or whatever, like, I'm I'm always talking shit about it. Like, I can't wait to move to Texas. I want to work and live there. I want a ranch. I'm, like, always just just going off about how, how badly I want to move to Texas.
0: You would love it, and we would love you, okay? I feel like you would fit right oh, in, actually. Oh,
1: man. Bro, that's, that's Southern hospitality, man. I've, anyone I've ever met from Texas is easily top 10 nicest people I've ever met. Y'all have, like, a demeanor, man. Y'all have, like, a... Like a swagger about you. It's just like so inviting. You know what I'm saying?
0: I love that. Uh, you hear that, fellow Texans? <laughs> We've got a fan.
1: <laughs> you got y'all got a big fan, dude. I'm coming down there, man. give me my green card ASAP, dude.
0: Well, Texas is in your future, but let's go back to your past. So I know you're um currently yeah. in Toronto, but where did you grow up in in in, in Canada? Like what area?
1: Uh, so I pretty much generally grew up around this area my whole life when i was in when i was like young young i lived in etobicoke which is on it's part of toronto now basically but it's uh just west end, west of toronto so it would be considered the west end uh and mississauga is just considerably further west it's like the next city over from etobicoke etobicoke is basically it's toronto now but it used to be sort of its own city before the city just expanded but yeah i lived there i lived on Fucking 19th Street in in a house about the size of my stove, which was great. I loved it, dude. I I I loved it. I have so many fond memories of that place. But uh, that sounds yeah, beautiful. Potovico,
0: that sounds yeah, beautiful, sir. actually. Like um, I love a quaint apartment. I grew up in a small one myself, and um, that right uh, a, a, a smaller home. And
1: uh, yeah, yeah, it was a smaller home. It was uh, what have been in, like a bungalow split. Like we were it was a house attached to another house, a semi detached, I think you would call it. I love that.
0: Come on, bungalow.
1: I think so. I don't know. You know what? My memory might be a little fucking about that. But it was it was a smaller house. We had a, a basement apartment too where my aunt and uh, my cousin lived as well. So pretty cool. I remember my dad built a shed in the backyard. The shed was like the size of the house. <laughs> Come on, dad. Come on. I know, Dad. Come on, man. Is he making us look bad, dude?
0: (laughs) That made me think of one other question, but uh, I'll say. Well, first of all, actually, let me ask. How is Majora, your your lovely companion? How
1: is Majora? Well, Majora is right here beside me. He just looked at me as I said his name. Um, He's doing okay, man. He was doing really, really shaky there for a minute. Like, uh, knock on wood, but I thought I was gonna lose him for sure. Like, I thought it was, I thought it was a wrap, dude. Uh, His uh, blood platelets went down to like eleven, and if anyone knows anything about that, you'll know that platelet counts should be somewhere above 300 in the blood ish. And they went down to 11, one, one. Like he was, he was like ripping pepperoni, dude. but luckily we got him to the right, uh, right spot. Um, uh, to this day, today, what is today the 23rd we've spent all just over 10 grand trying to get him back to, to, uh, fighting stature here. Uh, but he is starting to do really well. Unfortunately, he's still like lethargic and like, meh, and was just like morose kind of, but that's more because of the medication that he needed. He needed a, a, a corticosteroid to calm his immune system down. So they went with prednisone and there's this other one is this Like we got him taking all kinds of pills to like balance it out. But the good news is his blood is making a fantastic recovery. We're all very, very happy, very pleased about that. The vets overjoyed about it. He put in a lot of work too. Um, but yeah, man. So right now, I think the the modus operandi is to have his sugar and his um, thyroid taken care of, because because of the I'm saying because a lot the <laughs> the medication increased his sugar count in his blood, like it's it's affecting his insulin count or something like that, and it's creating a diabetic situation that so we're gonna have to deal with that. And we're hoping that once we do, that's gonna really pick him up. That's gonna Get his energy back. He's going to start losing weight because over this period of time, it's been very difficult to walk him. He's been, you know, like I said, super lethargic, super like slow, and just uh, like he has no energy, man. You know what I mean? It's like he hasn't slept in a month. That's how he acts.
0: Well, I'm sorry to hear that he and you were going through that, and happy to hear that he's at least on, you know, the road to recovery and uh, a brighter future. You know, I know how important our 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 furry family can be to us um mm-hmm. and you know so that's a good check-in um yeah. so speaking of families a months, man. yeah i feel that and i mean you know we've all been through a lot this last year and so those little personal yeah. struggles yeah. on top of it make everything very interesting you know i've seen you, you started doing um you know more casting tapes for yourself and such but I want mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. take it back to when you were first um started acting. I know you started a little you were not a child actor necessarily um I guess. No, no. You started later in life. No. Was Degrassi your yeah. first role?
1: Um actually it was. Um it was technically the first thing I ever like locked in and booked. Um very shortly after that, I'm talking like days later, I booked uh, another another movie called Angel Inn, which was just a a very independent production, but that was my first like uh starring singular lead role was that Angel Inn movie. And it was like super low budget, dude. Like, oh my God, like I can't even watch this shit. Like, it was just awful. But uh, that was uh, that was the first thing I really, really did in terms of full-ass. I say the, the more
0: role. low budget, the better, you know?
1: Yeah, you know what, man? And dude, I got cooked by the union for that. So if anyone isn't aware, when, you, when you're an actor, you have to be part of the union really in order to be able to get those bigger roles and stuff like that and work with all the... Big casting studios and stuff. So, as I got on DeGrassi, I was joining the union at that point because DeGrassi is a union production. It's all very above board and like professional. It's a well-oiled machine. Uh, so I needed to buy passes for myself. Like, and once I accrued six passes of being on set, then they would accept my union membership. I, and it used to be it used to be a little bit different, but if, if you can believe it, because I'm white, I had to get six. So that costed me twenty five hundred times six as opposed to before when it used to just be free for everyone. But they did some they did some shenanigans around there, so things changed. But what happened was I actually booked Angel Inn and I started filming Angel Inn in between my Degrassi episodes. But because Angel Inn was not a union project, they penalized me and they took like two or three of my uh, passes that I had to pay like $2,500 For away from me Bitch. Because technically Bro I'm telling you because technically I was on a pass They last like 3 or 4 days Once you get one and technically I stepped on the set Of a non-union project while well, one of the Passes were active so they penalized me for it And I wasn't even a full part of the union dude They're like beating my ass up Crazy
0: <clears throat> Listen any opportunity to get as much money I'm sure that they, they saw they were like, oh, oh God. Bro, bro.
1: Yeah, there's a little sure. extra check we like, can get. But great. Like, don't get me wrong. The union's good. It, it yeah. does its job. Like, it's not, you know, they really take care of you in whatever capacity they can. But, man, they are serious about, like, working with anything that's non-union. That's why I sucks. because I know a lot of people – um that do projects and even friends of mine that are like directing or doing some production stuff, whatever, whatever. And they're always asking like, Daniel, you know, I'd love to have you. And it's like, of course, you know, dude, I would love to obviously, but unless you get union approval, I can't even step on the set, bro. Like I can't even take a picture for your movie. Like it's, it's super serious. And had I not gone through, gone through what I went through with the angel Inn, I wouldn't even have known that. So, you know, I'd well, be I here love a- getting kicked up every five seconds.
0: I love a lesson learned.
1: Yeah, seriously. Big, big lesson learned. Love that
0: for me. Oh my god. And and that was back in like the beginning of your days. So I'm sure that there were a lot of moments like that um whether big or small um were you were you a fan of the show before you came on because for people that don't know I'm sorry Owen for sorry I'm sorry Daniel for a moment um for interrupting (laughs) is that um the show was on so the ones that some of my listeners will be familiar with um, was the next generation that started, you know, around 2001, and you came in in the later season. Right, yeah. So there was a, you know, a, the cult following was real, okay, mm-hmm. and and you came into to it when it was hot, and you you were on for a good amount of time, and um, so like how, well, how, yeah. how were you a fan of the show?
1: So honestly, I can give you a pretty cool picture of kind of what was happening when I joined the show, if you if you don't mind me rambling for a couple minutes. Please. Like it, it's actually quite interesting. Okay, so when I got on the show, I got on at uh, Season 10. So Season 9 had ended recently, and they were casting for Season 10. Every, they, they kind of graduated everybody in Season 9 mostly. Um, that was like the old older cast. Like, that's your Drake, your Emma, like, you know what I mean? Of course. So they were getting ready to reset. Now, here's the thing a lot of people don't know. They were actually right on the verge of getting canceled for Season 10. Like, they almost didn't have a Season 10. So what they did is they, they made a deal with the network or whatever it was they were talking I think they were working with, was it Much or Team Nick? It was one of the two. I can't remember. Either that or Team Nick picked them up in season 10. Either way, they were just they were literally on the verge of getting canceled. So the deal they made was like, okay, check this out. We're going to do double the episodes we did in season 9 and all the way down to 1. We're going to do double the episodes. We're going to do it in half the time, and we're going to do it for one-third of the budget. <laughs> Dead ass, bro. That's deal they made, right? It may be slightly different than that, but it was something right around there, right? So what they ended up doing is that's why in season 10 we did what's called a telenovela, where the first 24 episodes, which is usually a whole season prior to season 10, 24 episodes, that would have been a whole season. So the first 24 episodes of season 10 is going to air every single day back to back to back to back. And then after that um, 24 episodes, the next 24 will air in regular schedule like weekly. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I remember that promo Uh, campaign that you know, something was coming.
2: Oh sorry, go ahead.
0: I was I remember the the promo the big promo campaign that something's coming, something big is coming, and what was coming was the forty four episodes a season and just insanity.
1: Yeah, that was actually that David that, There's a shark in, in the, the water. water. That is Remember, one of the it? most yeah, beautiful
0: promo yeah. videos I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I have to that shit
1: was crazy. I actually wasn't even cast at the time that they did that. That's why I wasn't in it at all because I, I wasn't even on the show. A lot of people don't know this, but I've talked about it before in a few interviews for like the hardcore DeGrassi fans. When I it, when I initially auditioned, I actually auditioned for Drew. Like they called, they brought me in for Drew, and I did like three fucking callbacks for it. The, Basically, it came down to myself, Luke, and another gentleman who I think they ended up casting anyway. I think his name was Julian. Hmm, okay. Um, yeah, black guy Julian. He did. He's done some great shit now, too, by the way. He did, like, race, like that running track and field movie or some shit. I don't know. He's doing his thing for sure, though. But, uh, yeah, Julian on the show, his name is Stefan. I just haven't seen him for a long time. But, Dang. anyway. So I was, cl- I was really close to actually booking Drew. I think they went with the right choice. I think uh, Luke had that baby face, like teen heartthrob vibe. So I think they made the right choice in that casting for sure. But what ended up happening is is for that third audition, they wanted us to come in and like show them a special talent. So, of course, I went in there and rapped. I've been rapping since I was 11. I think Drew played, or, Drew, or Luke played drums, and then the other guy did something else. I don't know. But <laughs> they ended up liking me so much that they wrote me a role. Owen wasn't in the season. Like, there was no character named Owen until I had auditioned, and until it finalized and Luke had gotten through, they actually went and wrote me a role, which was Owen. It was literally just for me, and it was supposed supposed to be, like, a couple days or something like that. It was never, like, a big thing, but what ended up happening is, especially at the beginning of season 10, even though I had gotten, like, very little screen time, it turned out, like, the numbers came back and the character was popular. Like, people liked the scenes he was in and they liked what he was doing for the storyline. So they're like, you know what, fuck it, whatever. And then by season 11, they had me sign the, um, the, uh, lead contract. And then that was that. Um, but yeah, very interesting story. So Degrassi was literally about to get canceled until season 10. And then, uh, the boys came in, you know what I'm saying? Dick and Monroe <laughs> comes in, Luke comes in, you know what I'm saying? We just in this bitch and we just, we lit it up, man. Season 10 was the, Biggest season Degrassi had ever had by, like, a massive margin. And it also, too, though, you have to give credit to, like, some X factors. One of those X factors would be, would be Aubrey Drake blowing up and people recognizing him from Degrassi. So that elevates Degrassi's name recognition a lot, too. So we kind of – it was a little bit of a perfect storm that allowed, you know, Degrassi to make a big stomp around that time, that 2010 season 10 shit. So yeah, cool and stuff, I do really, really encourage
0: really – I really do encourage everyone that um, cause I know a lot of people um, haven't gone, you know, that we they think, oh, you know, if my Emma's are gone or if my Drake's are gone, then I don't know what the show is going to be. I, when uh-huh. I tell you, when I tell everyone listening that they continue that shit with such like seamless, um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. like a sense of like seamlessness that um, really keeps just like the universe going. And by, by your yeah. season, season 10, it's just. I mean, the stories are just getting better and better. And, you know, you talk about it around the time that Drake blew up. Like, I know um, the cult classic that Degrassi is here in America. What is it like for you? What was it like for you, especially in the prime time, like, in Canada? Like, what is Degrassi (laughs) like in Canada?
1: Like, what was it like being a quote-unquote kind of celeb with Degrassi? Is that what you're
0: asking? Yeah, like, like I know how, like, popular it is here, but I can't imagine being in the actual country of, you know, of it.
1: Or, yeah, so, yo, this is actually something that we used to talk about back then. Like, you could ask anyone on the cast that would give you the same answer. Degrassi is bigger in America than it is in Canada. <laughs> okay. Like, it is, seriously. Like, and it also comes down to the demeanor. It's, like, an interesting cultural observation. Like, if you look at Canadians and the way that they react to, like, a quote-unquote so-web, I fucking hate that word and title, but the way they react to that, uh, Canadians tend to be a lot less, like oh my god ah! I'm like going crazy they're a lot more uh they're a lot more like wow, well, you know and reserved and calmed down not to say that they don't slip out when it's a big event or something and everyone's there and it's autograph time not to say that but like in general like in Canada if you're walking down the street people will recognize you and they'll be like oh my god can I get an autograph and then, you know they'll come up and be very polite dude in America you walk down like broad street in america dude people will like rush you they will crowd you like oh, like try and get pieces of your hair dude like it's actually crazy especially around that time when degrassi was like going the fuck off and everyone was kind of watching it around that time man like I-, I find just americans get a lot more excited than canadians tend to do but it was still it was still like a very interesting experience i can definitely say that yeah it was weird, i guess man. That- i was like
0: I guess it definitely speaks to the cult of celebrity that you know America really embodies whereas Canadians are just like, yeah. Oh well good for you. That's so nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Canadians are like, Wow, I'm sorry. That's awesome. <laughs> you know and Like finding a way to apologize about some shit. Americans are just like, Yo just like going crazy.
0: And definitely my not apologizing crazy. for anything.
1: Yeah, no. Oh my god, no, definitely not. Especially not in New York, man, let me
0: tell you. Oh my god. Uh you so you've been? Oh my god. Uh, well, of course. I'm sure you've, you've uh, been to a few spots in America for business and blah, 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 blah. When's the last time you yeah, came to yeah. the States?
1: Oh, boy. Last time I came to the States would have been... It's been a minute, my dude. It's been, like, probably about six years since I've been stateside, unfortunately. Which sucks, because I, go- I love the States, man. I love America. I'm a big, like... I don't know if a lot of people know, but I'm a big, like... Uh, I love America. Like, I love the idea of it. I love the Constitution. I love the idea of freedom. I love, like, that that American spirit, you know what I mean? It's just something that I don't think you can find, really, anywhere else in the world, you know what I mean? So, I'm a big fan, which is another reason why I want to move to Texas. Like, I want to be an American, you know what I'm saying? I love the country. I love what it stands for. Uh, I don't always agree with certain politicians here and there, but you know what? Overall, the general spirit of, of the country is just... it's it's, you don't find it anywhere else in the world, period. End of discussion. There is no other bastion of freedom like America. So I really, I really love that. I admire that and I respect that a lot. So it's unfortunate that I haven't been able to get down there as much. Um,
0: especially well, now with this you know, the future, like I said, the future uh, is, you never know what the future will bring. So I am manifesting man. your next American trip. Okay. Austin. Oh, my man. We'll Thank see you so we'll much. You I need soon. that
1: energy, brother. I need that.
0: You got it. And, you know, uh, <laughs> We, you, okay, so we've, we've had the years in Degrassi, um, you know, you, you've done other stuff. You're also, you know, I was listening to all of your music last night, actually, oh, and... Are you still doing stuff right now, or under um, a certain project? So I know yeah, you have done exactly. a lot of music under Deaf Not. For everyone listening, that's D E P H N A U G H T. That's a lot of good it's stuff. Complicated
1: on. ass goofy word, yeah.
0: But I love it, Def Not. What does that mean? What does that? What does that explain that?
1: Knot so Not was just like a very juvenile play on the idea that, like, when I was younger, when so when I started rapping, I was 11 years old. Like I was a kid. I was a baby. Um, I didn't know nothing, but I wanted to rap because you know, a couple of my friends did and they, <laughs> it's a long story, but basically one of the cool kids in the neighborhood kind of tricked me into making a song so they could kind of just like make fun of me and shit, which was hilarious because it sucked, obviously. It was my first song. at 11 years old. But it actually made me so mad that that happened that I went and started making more and I would send them out to everybody on MSN and like, fucking you, you name it, right? Uh, and I was like dissing people and shit. And it basically got at, got people in the neighborhood and in the general area to be like, oh shit, this, you know an 11-year-old. Have you heard this, like, little kid rapping? Like, what the fuck is going on, right? The next thing you know, I'm starting to show up at, like, Cypher's and shit, and if people don't know what that is, it's just, like, a, when people who, like, are into hip-hop and rap and stuff gather around, and then everybody just, like, starts spitting their own verses, and it's kind of like a, a show-and-tell kind of thing, almost. Um, and when I used to go to those, man, like, the 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 energy that I would get from the other people there, like, the rappers there would be like, man, this, there's no way. This is definitely not rapper like this is definitely not a rapper like what is going on here so again to answer what death Knock came from it was just like a very one-dimensional kind of low resolution take on the fact that you know everyone kind of looked down their nose at me so i was like okay i'm just gonna call myself that Death Knock and then i spelt it weird because i wanted to be creative <laughs> i
0: love that and you know actually the music um along with that has a lot of very like uplifting like get over mm-hmm. yourself in the sense, um, mm-hmm. like don't feel sorry for yourself and uh, you just get on it. Kind of attitude. So, you know, I really yep, like sir. just that. Uh, you know, just strong conviction you have and everything. Mm-hmm. We need Different
1: to see prevention, man. I, I appreciate that. that. That means you listen to what I was saying. Yes, it's sir. It's definitely a get over yourself thing. I'm a lot of my music. I'm I'm more talking to myself than I'm talking to anyone else. You know, what oh, I mean? like uh, if I'm talking, to kid, I'm talking to myself. Like, you know what I mean.
0: Well, I'm also a musician, and that's literally what I say I'm all welcome. the time is that I'm like, yeah. no, no, bitch, I'm talking to myself, calm down, you know? Um, yeah,
1: it's like a diary, dude, right?
0: Literally, you know, I wish
1: we had yeah. gotten
0: some um Owen rapping on Degrassi um above the <laughs> dot in the when they whenever they changed the uh, like attic at the top.
1: I thought that was gonna come. We kinda heard through the grapevine that something like that was gonna go on, but it didn't uh it didn't end up panning out unfortunately. But that shit would have been awesome. Well especially well, with like Tristan and stuff. Like apparently like that there was an idea about Tristan doing like a show. And everyone was gonna be making fun of him or some shit. And then Owen's gonna be like, "Oh my god!" And then he gets up on stage and he's and Owen starts rapping to try and draw the crowd away from thinking Tristan's a lame ass. And he like it's kind of covering for his brother or something. But it just never ended up happening.
0: I love that. I wonder how many like un you know uh, storylines that weren't carried out on Degrassi. And we are oh god,
1: talking, tons, bro.
0: I love it. And maybe we'll grab one from Mr. Daniel Kelly. That's who we are talking to right now on the Wayne Holtz podcast. We're going to go to a little break. Stick around, bitches.
2: You never know who'll show up to the Wayne Holtz podcast. Really happy to be here on your podcast. Thank you. Rock goddess Nina Diaz. You know, first of all, it begins with... Having the passion, having the passion for the music. TV host, author. And a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race, don't forget that. Of course, Ross. And celebrity big brother contestant, Ross Matthews. When you reached out to me and asked if I'd be
0: on
1: your podcast, it was a no-brainer. I love people who create and contribute, and that is you. It is so nice to talk to you.
2: Cool conversations with people
1: we want to know
2: more about. Hey
1: guys, this is Chris Booker and you're listening to the Wayne Holtz Podcast. This is J.D. Sampson and you're listening to the Wayne Holtz Podcast. This is Perez Hilton and you are listening to the Wayne Holtz Podcast. Listen to the Wayne Holtz Podcast free now
2: on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music and at thewayneholtz.com.
0: the wayne holtz podcast yes we are back on the wayne holtz podcast with mr daniel kelly who was just talking about um you know a potential storyline between him and uh, his with his character owen on degrassi and his brother tristan played by lyle um So many things to unpack there, first of all, you know, I was mentioning earlier about the transition and how well I think they did it between, you know, of course, the old Degrassi from the 80s to the next generation, and then into your era of Degrassi and then we get Tristan who plays your brother. on the show, and he ends up being, you know, part, one of the main transitions into the next class when Degrassi, they that were will. like, cut it from cable, bitch, let's move to Netflix. And so yeah. how, how was it when you when they told you, like, hey, we're giving you a little brother, brother that you've never seen before on the show?
1: Well, when I first heard about that, um, that this guy was being cast and his name was Lyle and his character was going to be Tristan Milligan, everyone was like, oh, shit. And then when we met Lyle for the first time, or at least when I did, um, you know, it was pretty obvious that, you know, he, he, was, he was probably, you know, gay, right? But no one really, like, he had never admitted that, right? So it's like maybe he didn't quite know yet, but, like, a lot of people could sort of tell that that energy was there. Um, so immediately everyone started to think, like, oh, shit, Owen was homophobic, but he's got this gay brother, it's like, oh, my God. Like, and everyone was like, we were kind of all hyped, dude. Like, I was especially hyped. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be something to really sink my teeth into. Like, this is going to be, you know what I mean? We're going to start seeing home scenes. We're going to see why Owen feels that way. We're going to, you know, we're going to see an evolution and a development in this department. But it's just unfortunate, man. I think the writers just decided, you know, they were going to kind of skip all that and just not do it. <laughs> Which I thought everybody. Yeah, I thought yeah. that
0: that was like a really big lost opportunity because it really did just like touch on it like briefly. But it, you oh, yeah. Know, it wasn't, it wasn't enough of a relationship between you two. And I actually, no shade to the Degrassi writers, well, maybe a little bit of shade, but um, <laughs> I just thought that there was like a little bit of a, a disconnection. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, even, but uh, even though I did love to see when you when you two did get to interact finally, and um, but yeah, I, yeah, that's interesting.
1: The things that we actually did interact were very popular. People loved it. They were like, oh my god, you know, cool as like the older brother, like cool jock guy. And then the younger brother who's like going through all this it, these issues, these different things, and it's like a cool almost mentorship sort of thing. But man, yeah, that everybody was surprised, bro. I'm telling you, like everybody was surprised. Nothing really came of that. No no like plot lines really came of the fact that Owen had a gay brother, even though it was a big deal in season ten that Owen wasn't with all that shit like you know what i mean he's, it he's, would have been uh, such a full circle
0: moment because he was bullying the you know yeah, uh, riley exactly. who was a gay jock and like it would have been a great like teachable moment and full circle anyway yeah, but know. We, we can't rewrite history Listen. You,
1: everybody thought that's what was coming everybody thought that and then when it just kind of didn't we were all just like what the hell why <laughs> Like, why maybe would-
0: you know what i think they had so much going on girl they might have just forgot yeah like, definitely,
1: they- <laughs> definitely the thing is, is man you literally it there's no real other show like it in the sense that like oh, bro there is like 26 main characters dude it's a school you know what i mean so it's really hard to like parse out like storylines and screen time it's like a big pain in the ass you know it's not like fucking supernatural where it's like dean and sam and that's it that's what's going on and everything revolves around that. It's not like that, right There's like 25 people that, are, that need screen time and storylines, et cetera, et cetera. So I mean some things just get tossed by the wayside, but I thought it was just such a bizarre thing to do to give like this openly homophobic character who has already gone through a bit of a redemption arc with Anya to like make him less of a of a straight-up villain and then give him a gay brother, which is like antithetical to what you would have thought the character would have been happening or, or would have had happening around him in season 10. And it's like, it's like, Oh, this is like a boiling point. So people were just surprised. Like, and I especially, and I was really disappointed because, you know, although had has good stuff to do, like, I remember like a lot of the Anya stuff, which is my favorite stuff to work on. Cause first of all, Sammy is a gem, right? Great to work with. Um, and some of those scenes, you know, they had an intensity to them. So it was something I got to dig my teeth into, especially that above-the-dot thing. I remember that when we were playing pool. I love that whole scene. Yeah, um, they,
0: they, they were getting very, like, cinematic around that time. You know what I mean? And there was yeah, a lot of moments, especially, yeah. like, in that the dark club of it all. I was like, okay, come on, shots. Come uh-huh, on. Uh-huh. There was this one zoom-in shot, I think, when Anya, like, first leaves you or starts talking to someone else or... Wants to go do drugs yeah, or something, or like, you know what I mean? And they do that like intense exactly. zoom on so you. I, I was like, dumb yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, come on, come on, zooms. I'm here for it. Um, how like how yeah. how early in advance did you get these stories before you have to
1: actually like act them out? Um, not too advanced, I don't think. I think what we do is we do every block. So a block is usually like four or five episodes, maybe maybe less than that, maybe three, whatever. Um, and then when we're filming that block, before we start filming, we do a read through. Where the whole cast and everyone involved in that block um, of the show, of the script, sits down in a big room at a big round table, and they all read out their stuff, and we all talk about it, chop it up, and ask questions, and just da 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 So it was only really like it's like a week and a half, I think, before we filmed that. Uh, that we got the information about what was actually going to be going on. To be honest, I can't quite remember exactly how long the time difference was, but it wasn't that long. Like I it's not like I knew about like, knew about like a year in advance. Like
0: that, you had so many friends on the show. Um, who everyone always wants to know who do you chat with? Who do you touch in with? Um, or if nobody, listen, uh, we're all living our own lives. Okay? Oh,
1: yeah, 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 I know. Everyone always is like, Who dated who and what? <laughs> crazy, it's uh, it's, it was a let's put it this way, real quick it was a crazy time. Let's just say that. I love that it, it was a it was a bananas time, but in terms of like who I still talk to. I talk to Luke all the time. Luke and I are, are really good friends. We we work we click since you know since being on set the first time. So him and I talk all the time. Sometimes we'll go up to the range and you know, shoot some shoot some guns and some targets and have some fun and you know, get a couple beers and chill out. Him and I also do a lot of like writing and stuff when we're together. Like we'll write like you know, little stories and scripts and scenarios and stuff and it's always a fun time.
0: So and you, uh, I, yeah, you're talking about Luke Billick, and I saw yeah, um, so. some posts about you guys, you know, working on a few projects and, and stuff like that. So like, I mm-hmm. do love to see like the, the 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 brain still working. You know what I mean? and creating, I love that. And cool kid, he seems like a fun yeah, guy. a fun guy. Yeah, totally.
1: Dude. Luke is hilarious. He's such a positive dude. His energy is always just so positive. It's great dude to be around. Let me I-
0: tell you i love that and he has a very this is a strange observation but i think he has one of the most compelling mouths in in like <laughs> all of acting i just think it Didn't moves mouth. in such an interesting way i've never seen a mouth move the way his does i think
1: he's <laughs> got a big smile a very, big, very smile. big smile so if yeah, anyone that hasn't watched degrassi
0: good. make sure you're watching you know the drew seasons and the owen seasons so you can check out you know Luke's Luke's cool mouth. That's that's cool. Um, oh, yeah. oh my gosh! Well, and Daniel, and then I w- watched your episode of Taken yesterday, and I gotta oh, say, dude, yeah. I fucking cracked up when. Um, Adam Goldberg, the first thing he says when he sees you is, oh, well, hello, handsome. I was like, yes, (laughs) he's got got it right. He's got it right on the money. That's
1: so funny, yeah. When I watched that too, I was like, like, oh, okay, I appreciate that. And he said I was like a Baldwin brother or something
0: like that? Yes. Exactly.
1: (laughs) I was like, oh, shit. I don't think that was in the script before we actually filmed it and and that picture was taken. I think that was added because I don't remember seeing that in the script. Uh, So I think they just Kind of ad this. That guy's a good, a great actor. I think he's fantastic. So it was, it was fun when I saw that. I was like, huh. Oh, would you look at that,
0: dude? I'm sure he was speaking from the heart, and you saw the hair and everything. And, um, (laughs) you know, from that to, you know, even being in a video game and blah, blah. You know, everyone, if you want to see, I'm talking to Mr. Daniel Kelly, actor, rapper, um, creative. I'm going to say that. Um, Mm. If you want to, like, you know, check Daniel out, make sure you're hitting him up on Instagram at Mr. D. Kelly, catching up with whatever he's doing and, you know, just taking it all in uh daniel yeah. i can't wait to see you in texas or me in toronto man one of the two is gonna happen all right
1: yeah definitely bro definitely i definitely want to come to Texas.
0: well if you ever do definitely. i promise i'm your man okay
1: bro i'll let you know man you gotta you gotta hit me up and we gotta go uh gotta go the town a little bit
0: i love it well sir it's been <laughs> a lovely chat and i appreciate your time um this Absolutely. has Thank you so much. This has been another episode of the Wayne Holtz Podcast. Make sure everyone is listening to it on iTunes, Spotify, you know, wherever you get your stuff, you you know where you're listening to it right now. Please make sure to follow, subscribe, rate, review, all of it helps. Tell your friends, tell your gay uncle, whatever you need to do. Listen to it with your dog. People don't know where to listen to podcasts, Daniel. Do you listen to podcasts, by the way? I never asked you that.
2: I do, man. I
1: love podcasts. I love them. I love them. So classic Joe Rogan shit, and then just, all kinds of stuff, bro. I'm a big dork. I got a huge dork, so I'm always like listening to like quantum physics and shit and like
0: but he's a he's a gold standard when it comes to podcasting and you never know what kind of wild scientific randomness is going to be going down on that show. Oh, yeah. So that's a that's a good recommendation and a good place to start. So thank you everyone for listening to this podcast. I'll see you soon. This episode was recorded and engineered by Bobby Rivas.
2: When it comes to looks and smarts, I'll give you five out of five kisses. Every time I hear you mock, I wish that I can be your missus. One minute with Mark, You won't quit talking once you start It's like I can't stop the beating in my heart When I'm waiting on that moment for your lips to part When I'm waiting on that minute, just a minute more All the others crave your silence If you talk to me, I won't say be quiet I don't mind any time you can sound th- so get that win and now's you're in for just a minute more You're standing in your Star Wars tea I wish that I was sleeping in it You'll serve me honey mustard for breakfast With cold chicken fingers to dip in it